The following program is sponsored by Marty McClendon and New Beginnings Christian Church of Spokane. My God is so big and so strong and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. That is so true. God is so mighty, so strong, and so awesome. Good morning and welcome to In My Opinion, your show heard every Saturday morning across the ACN network at 8.30 a.m. I'm your host, Marty McClendon. And so we'll start off today a little bit differently with just one scripture, and then we'll go into other scriptures during the program. The first scripture today is Psalm 103, 1. It says, Praise the Lord, my soul. All my inmost being, praise his holy name. That is Psalm 103, 1. I figured that would be a great place to start because a lot of things we talk about, especially in these days, can be very heavy, can be very dark. I know this is a Christian network. I'm a Christian. I'm, I'm here to talk about the issues from my opinion and my viewpoint, but it can be heavy. And so we start off with praising, knowing who is on the throne, that he is good, he is mighty and strong, that he has our best interest. And when his word says that he works all things for our good and his glory, I believe him. And so as we start this program today, thank you for tuning in. And no matter what you're going through right now, no matter what your people around you are going through, no matter what America is going through right now, there are things that we can be thankful for, that we can be thankful that God is good, that he never leaves nor forsakes us, that his word is true. We can be thankful for the breath that we draw, for the ears that we have, for the radio that you have to listen to the show, for the opportunity I have to speak to you, which I never take for granted, the fact that I have a wife that's getting better, thankful that I have girls that are going to college and can go to college. I'm going to praise the Lord uh, for my inmost being. I'm going to praise his holy name. So welcome to the show again. Uh, before we get started into the issues of today and scripture and uh, the talking points, I suppose, or the news stories of the day that I really think you need to know about, know about the details behind and how they all work together and tied together and how it's connected uh, so you are informed, so you can do something about it. Uh, so you can bring it before the Lord, but also you can take action in the political, the cultural, the social, whatever where you're called to do to make a difference. But first, a reminder, a couple reminders and announcements. Uh, on October 3rd, um, many of those across the state are holding a rally in Olympia. Basically, it's against these vaccine mandates, the mask mandates, really all this tyrannical um, behavior by our governor. They're expecting 10,000 people to show up in Olympia on October 3rd between 1 and 4 p.m. I'm hoping I get a speaking spot there. It's obviously a chance to speak to the audience, to encourage them to have courage and boldness, to have wisdom in making their choices. Um, the second thing I want to let you all know about, and I'll remind you again uh, on the website and, of course, on my Facebook page, is October 5th. Now, Rick Green, is uh, he is the protege for David Barton from Wall Builders. He does Constitution Today. He's doing a nationwide sort of biblical citizenship training, which is fantastic, teaching about our founding forefathers, their Christian roots, our nation on uh, founded upon Christian principles. Anyway, he's coming to town over in my neck of the woods, over in Pierce County. The chair of the Washington State Republican Party, Caleb Heimlich, myself, president of Family Policy Institute of Washington, that's Mark Melosha. And then, of course, Rick Green from Wall Builders and Constitution Today will be the keynote speaker talking about biblical citizenship. Us as Christians, why we must get engaged in the political process, that where we must occupy until he returns. Rick, 
explains so eloquently and details the faith of our founding forefathers, the documents of our founding forefathers, and show and proven um, not only is our mandate, but our duty as Christians to be involved in civil government. It's fantastic. But that's October 5th in Pierce County. There's a free event. You can be at the church, but it holds 700 people. Um, you can watch it live stream, which I'll post the live stream link on my Facebook, and so you can watch it on your computer. But if you're a Christian or a pastor that listens to this show or this network, this church has the ability to simulcast the same live event at your church. If you have the technology available and the willingness, you can hold an event at your church. Basically, we simulcast the same event from Pierce County. It can be broadcast in your church at the same time. That would be Tuesday, October 5th, probably from 6 p.m. until about 8.30 p.m. Here are the great speakers and great teaching, but empower your church members, your brothers and sisters, to under, have the understanding and the information so they can get involved in the civil government process, whether electing good Christians to office, running for office themselves, or understanding that Christians have a duty to be informed, to register to vote, and to vote against ungodly policies and legislation and candidates and vote for those that will actually align themselves, submit themselves in humility to the Word of God. And one more announcement. Stay tuned, if you can, on this affiliate station of ACN for the 10 o'clock hour. My other show called Doug and Marty versus the World with my co-host Doug Bassler, we are interviewing a trifecta of gentlemen, Christian men, that formed a group called the Silent Majority Foundation. Now, their first action together was to sue the governor, which... Um, it's a great program. Stay tuned for the 10 o'clock hour for Doug and Marty versus the world. Okay, now getting into um, the rest of the program, I'm going to start off with a longer scripture. And this is pretty scripture intense today because it really everything I'm talking about ties back to God's word. Uh, the first scripture is 2 Timothy 3 through 5. But understand this, that in the last days, dangerous times of great stress and trouble will come. Difficult days that will be hard to bear. For people will be lovers of self, uh, narcissistic, self-focused, lovers of money, impelled by greed, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, and profane. And they will be unloving, devoid of natural human affection, calloused and inhumane, irreconcilable, malicious gossips, devoid of self-control, immoral, brutal, haters of good, traitors, reckless, conceited, lovers of sensual pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to a form of outward godliness, religion, although they have denied its power for their conduct, nullifies their claim of faith. It says, avoid such people and keep far away from them. I say this to begin the show because I, I believe with my whole heart and my soul and my spirit that we are at war. We're in a spiritual war. We're in a political war. We're in an economic war and a cultural war. I say that because we are in a war between good versus evil. Isaiah 5, 20-21 says, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter, Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and shrewd in their own sight. Isn't this what we're seeing around the world now through our media, through politics? It's a war between life and death. 
Deuteronomy 30.19 says, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. So choose life in order to, that you may live and your descendants may live. It's a war between a free society under the Constitution versus communism. And for those that didn't know, yesterday was Constitution Day. That, uh, celebrating the, the single most important document outside the Bible, uh, I believe, in our American history, recognizes that all of our rights are God-given, and the government can't take them away. But government was instituted to protect those rights, and that we're all made equal in the eyes of God. But that leads me to communism versus constitution. We talked about socialism, the rise of socialism. There's a great book out there by Trevor Loudon, It's called The Enemies Within. He traces the historical roots of the Communist Party of America and the roots of communism in general. And I've done other shows on critical race theory, which has its roots in communism. Um, But he talks about in 1991, the Communist Party of America, the leaders, became the leaders of the AFL-CIO, which is the largest labor union in the U.S., the labor union then became the basically the leaders or the controlling interest in the Democrat Party. And you see at that point in time, the Democrat Party started voting against its own members' interest in a more socialistic, communist vein. So I'm bringing this up today because I heard a, a small interview with Dr. David Jeremiah on communism that you got to hear. Why is socialism such a difficult subject to talk well, about? Well, first of all, I had to research these chapters. I spent more time on that chapter than all of the other chapters put together. I didn't know a lot about socialism. I know way more now than I wish I did. Hmm. It is the ideology that I believe will be in place when the Antichrist takes over. He will run a socialistic world. Socialism is everything opposite of what God is. Socialism is anti-God. What we know about it today comes from Karl Marx, who is the originator of the current socialistic ideology. And I don't want to get off on this because I remember when I learned this, Karl Marx was a hideous man. Really? He was a very evil man. He was a Satanist. He, he's buried in a tomb in London that's reserved for people who worship Satan. That's where he's buried. Wow. Karl Marx and his philosophy is responsible for the death of over 100 million people in a 10-year period of time when communism was ruling Joseph Stalin, for instance, who was an avowed Marxist, killed more people than both the First and the Second World War added together and doubled. Oh, my gosh. Wow. It was communism. It was Marxism. And it's making its inroads into our culture today through a number of ways. People ask me, why are people burning down monuments? Well, Marxism believes that you have to destroy the past to create the future. So if they can get rid of your memory of the good things of the past and wipe the slate clean, they can come in with all of their stuff. So that's part of Marxism. Why are we defunding the police? That's very interesting. You know, and and I could go off on that because the five cities that have defunded the police are having the highest murder rates right now that they've ever had in their history. Some of them 50, 60, 70% more than before they defunded the police. But why would they do that? Here's why they do it. Marxism wants the city governments to fail so they can federalize them. And then they will have a federal government. So they federalize the police, they federalize education, they federalize health. 
What is that? It's all, get this all together so we can socialize all of this and run it from the top. The poor get poorer and the few people who run it get richer so that the disparity between the rich and the poor isn't helped by this at all. It's made worse. That's what's going on in our culture today. We are in the early stages of socialism. And all I can say to you is this, remember Venezuela. Mm. Venezuela once had a per capita income that was equal to the, to the British. It was just a little bit under America. And now 94% of the people in Venezuela are living in poverty because communism came in and took it over. They federalized all the oil. They took everything away from the people. That's what happens when socialism takes over. And that's what would happen to America if we allow this to happen to us. Did you catch that? That the fact that we're in the early stages of socialism? I'd say we're farther along than he thinks we are um, based on what we're seeing with massive overtaking of everything. The federal government is trying to federalize all elections, taking away states' rights. The federal government is suing states like Texas for protecting life. You've seen an overt attack to divide us into classes of oppressed or oppressors and victims or vaccinated or unvaccinated, removing our constitutional rights, our God-given rights. If we don't have national sovereignty, if we don't have borders, we don't have a country. If we're weakened on the world stage, we become part of the European Union or United Nations. All this homogenization makes us weaker much more easy to take over from a socialist communist standpoint. Then we're divided intentionally along racial lines, along economic lines and race and things that go against our own values. The policies that destroy the nuclear family, they're working at whether it be same-sex marriage or whether it be welfare, where you have an epidemic of single-parent households that destroy the future of our children defunding of the police that makes it less safe in our neighborhoods, more dangerous, and allows sex traffickers to steal more of our kids to go across the southern border as well. This is all to make us weaker, to be more ripe, to have a socialist communist government do a takeover where we're subjects, not free citizens. So as I continue, this is a battle between Christ and Antichrist, a Christian world system. The Constitution was founded upon Christian principles where we are all free, made in the image of God, and then versus communism, socialism, where there is no God. There is no absolute truth. It's an atheist, anti-God, satanic, if you will, according to Dr. David Jeremiah on the foundation of the underpinnings, where we are subjects of the government, where the government takes the place of God. Matthew 24, 12 says, and because, and because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. Us as Christians, we have to understand that law and order is godly, that this defunding of the police is part of this anti-God, anti-Christian, anti-Christ move towards communism. The removal of our rights to keep and bear arms is also when you when you disarm your citizens, they are much more easy to be controlled through coercion and threatening because they have the guns. We're seeing this now in Australia. We're seeing this around the world. We've seen it throughout history as Dr. David Jeremiah talked about. The left has a culture of death. I said we have a battle between life and death. I did a program about how our fundamental issue should be life, but God says, tells us to defend life, to choose life, to protect life. He says that we're made in his image. He says he knew us before the foundations of the world. He says he knits us in our mother's womb. 
He numbers the hairs on our heads. But the left, the communists, the anti-Christians, the anti-Christs, have a culture of death. That's why they're so adamant to go after and protect abortion. There's the destruction of marriage, the nuclear family. There's the sex trafficking of minors. In fact, just this year alone, 302 children have been shot in Chicago alone this year. And breaking news from Judicial Watch announced just yesterday in 198 pages that the federal government paid millions of dollars for chopped up fetal baby parts to do mice research. So the scripture that goes with that is Proverbs 17, 15. He who justifies the wicked and he who condemns the righteous are both alike and an abomination to the Lord. And one more thing on this constitution versus communism. I want to just share a little audio from Charlie Kirk from Turning Point USA when he was asked about the racist roots of our constitution. Listen to this. Do you believe that the constitution's the best document in political history? Greatest political document ever. There you go. Thank you. Um, I, I want to know how is it possible to believe that when it's based on racist principles? They describe uh, indigenous peoples as merciless Indian savages. Uh, they don't describe African Americans as full people. And they don't even recognize other people of color and other uh, minority, minorities that we see today. So I just want to know how you think it's possible to believe that's such a great document. We're Thank you for upon. the question. Where does it say that in the document? No, no, keeper. Where, where does it say that in the document? I'm sorry, what? Where does it say what you said in the actual document? Um, sorry. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. It but doesn't. Instead, instead, you know what it does say? Provide for the general welfare of all people. I love the story of Thaddeus Stevens, who fought like hell to make sure that blacks could have the right to vote. I, I, love, I love the story of the Republican Party, which was founded in 1860 as an anti-slavery party. I hate what happened to indigenous people under Democrat presidents. Here's why it's the greatest document ever, is because in a land with so many different backgrounds and languages and cultures in this room, from all over the world, we can peacefully have a conversation while all that's protected simultaneously. While we can agree to disagree, we can have this conversation. What you said is nowhere in the founding documents at all. What you said is what's some of the prejudices that was in the people of the founding fathers. This is called a logical fallacy. Tell me why the document is not correct. Don't tell me the sins of the authors. It's a big difference. So now it's time in the program to go to the stories, the news stories that you need to know about and what's behind them. But I want to start off with a mayor that's willing to step up to talk to a school board and, and basically gave a short testimony saying what you're doing is wrong. Members of the board, my name is Craig Schubert. I'm the mayor of this city. It has come to my attention that your educators are distributing essentially what is child pornography in the classroom. I've spoken to a judge this evening. She's already confirmed that. So I'm going to give you a simple choice. You either choose to resign from this Board of Education or you will be charged. Thank you. And I say we need more leaders like that 
that call it like it is, that protect our children from this communist indoctrination. Story number two really is a topic number two because it has multiple stories to it. It is FBI failures. We should be able to trust our law enforcement institutions, but the Federal Bureau of Investigation has been proven to lie, to cheat, to uh, go after private citizens, whether it be General Flynn. Uh, we saw the Russia Gate and the hoax through that, the impeachments based on a lying, um, falsifying documents. Well, this week, um, one of the attorneys in that um, probe, the Durham probe, um, the investigation, has been indicted for lying to the FBI. He said he was working for a security analyst uh, tech firm, and what he was working for was the DNC, the Democrat National Committee, and Hillary Clinton. So he's being indicted uh, for a felony for lying. That's just the tip of the iceberg. Also this week, you had the um, Olympic girls testifying before Congress about Larry Nasser, the doctor that's in prison for sexually abusing all these minors for years. In the testimony, they say that they told the FBI that the FBI guy did nothing and allowed Nasser to abuse these girls for years. Uh, the FBI's response is, well, that guy no longer works with us, that agent. That is just wrong. But you go on to this, the FBI was warned about the 2016 Pulse nightclub shooter they were warned about the 2018 Parkland shooter. They were warned about the 2013 Boston bomber and the 2009 Ford Hood shooter, and yet did nothing allowed those atrocities to happen. We've got to clean up the FBI. There's, again, they have to be held accountable. Topic number three, or, to, or story number three, Biden's working together with the Democrats on both the Senate and the House to push this massive they call it People Infrastructure um, Bill, a $3 trillion, accompanied with a brand new push for increased corporate taxes and taxes on the rich. This whole mantra of taxing the rich because they have to pay their fair share. The one thing I want to draw out of this that you have to be aware of, in the middle of this massive new tax plan, it says that the IRS will have access to any deposit in any American citizen's account over $600. That is not taxing the rich. That is spying on you and I. So make sure that we're pushing back, uh, letting them know that they should not pass this. Number four, the, the vaccine mandate story will not go away because we are pushing back. People are they're tired of the government telling us that they must take the vaccine or get fired. And so there's many stories now at the state level and the national level that you need to know about. A, a black female was getting canceled for having the audacity to make the question say, hey, pray about it and make your own decisions, but don't be forced into taking the vaccine. Even the White House reached out to her and she broadcast that and they canceled her for that as well. People will turn their back on you, not agreeing. But people will isolate you if you simply speak and ask a question. And you're okay with, with, with what's happening. We're no longer even allowed, just allowed to voice our opinions or to ask questions. Now, here's, the, here's, the, here's what's in interesting. What's interesting is so many of your favorite artists feel this way, but they're afraid to speak up. And I can't blame them. 
Look at what they just did. I will never use Twitter again. As you can see, cancel culture shutting down anybody that has opposing opinion on these vaccine mandates. And oh, by the way, the Democrat majority rejected a plan to mandate the vaccines to immigrants. But the good news on this COVID front is dozens of state patrol workers, firefighters, and state employees have filed another lawsuit against Washington State's Governor Jay Inslee. In New York, they passed a vaccine mandate, vaccine passport type bill. 28% of black Americans in New York between 18 and 44 are vaccinated. Within a few weeks, they'll be denied service for not being vaccinated. Segregation is happening in our time through the COVID vaccine, the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated. And this is specifically targeted as well to large minority groups, including us Christians. And the last story for today, at the southern border right now in Texas, uh, no one better than Ted Cruz to explain what's going on as a direct result of this communist, socialist, Democrat, Biden policies. We're in Del Rio, Texas. It is September 16th. This is underneath one bridge. 10,503 illegal aliens, a mass of humanity that has crossed and is waiting to come into America. The reason they're here is simple. Eight days ago, the Biden administration made a political decision, a political decision to cancel deportation flights to Haiti. They did that on September 8th. Eight days later, these numbers appeared. On September 8th, underneath this bridge, there were between 700 and 1,000 people. But when the word got out that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris were no longer deporting people who came from Haiti, suddenly everyone who was here called their friends, called their family, and the numbers surged to 10,000 503. That's what's here today. It is more than the capacity of the Border Patrol to handle. This is the result of a political decision. This is a result that is indefensible. What we are seeing here, this is wrong. This is inhumane. And this is entirely caused by Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. I will end with this. First John 3, 8. Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil, for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. That is what we're called to do as Christians, is to destroy the works of the devil. Take care, God bless, and I'll talk to you next week. God.